Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, and welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast, Don't Blame Me. One of their favorites. And all of the favorites happen to have us, because this is the universe that we exist in, and hopefully you have joined this universe. And if not, all aboard the spaceship, chugga chugga. Ooh, ooh. Yes, our spaceship sounds spaceship like a train. There's only room for two. Me and you. It's Justin Timberlake. What a power vocal. You know what? I can actually tell. Now that you say that, I think I'll be able to tell in the future when you're specifically doing your Justin Timberlake. Because <laughs> there's a sense of uh, horniness there. I can hear the ramen hair. 
he did not have ramen hair. No, no, ramen hair is an essence that he will have forever for the rest of his life. No. Just like I will always uh, have transition lenses essence. I'm I'm really excited that NSYNC is back. They're letting out new music and will hopefully be going on tour. And I will sell a kidney to be on that floor. You and every other fucking bitch. Like, I, truly I know. think this is going to break like Ayers tour records. And that's the problem is that it's going to be adult like, money now. Adult money, one, but also like it's going to be worse than like everyone getting tickets for Ayers and Beyonce. Like, it's going to be a different vibe. And I just. It's going to bloodbath. It is. I don't think there'll be a sense of community when you're there. I think you'll all be enemies. Everyone in the audience will be enemies. And that's fine with me. And I don't <laughs> care where I have to fly to be on this floor, but I will be there because I need room. Yeah. I need room to dance. <laughs> and when I say dance, I mean the choreographed dances that I still remember. I did it at Allison's <laughs> wedding. I literally at Allison's wedding, when Bye 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 came on, I was at the gluten-free dessert bar. I grabbed my things, ran over to my table, put my dessert down took a bite and then got on the floor by the time we hit the you course had a place so I could to be. do the do the dance you could have done what that's what I, when i tell my nephew when a song comes on he legs and he goes this is my jam that's you i said you this said, is my shit but hold that thought <laughs> hold that thought i'll be back i've got something to do Mm-hmm. there you are i, I know I you didn't do. wear it but in my mind i picture you with like a pashmina and heels and you kick them off and you throw that off and i you brought just, like, tennis shoes so oh, i had already switched you knew i knew you knew what shit you were getting into yeah so now on tiktok it's all that i see is in sync content and specifically millennial in sync content where people are te- teaching their children the dances oh my god I haven't seen a single fucking video. And that just shows because you're in the later millennial. I'm in the mid millennial. I think this is more mid millennial time because the older millennials were into more like not this. They were between New Kids on the Block and like the. Who's in that? New Kids on the Block. That's where uh, Wahlberg, Wahlberger, them people. Shut the fuck up. The Wahlbergers? Donnie. I couldn't name a single song. You could play me a song from New Kids on the Block. I wouldn't be able to tell you who they are. Yeah, Donnie Wahlberg. That, is one of them Billy Ray Cyrus? No, she no. looks like Billy Ray Cyrus. And then uh, Jonathan Knight. Jordan Knight had a banger back in the day. Well, like after New Kids on the Block. He's creeping around in my bed. Tossing and turning. I want to let you know. don't have to say a word. Shh, I'm convinced. <laughs> I... I can't. The, the um, if they make a movie out of them, I just want everyone to know. If you're on Patreon, you can watch the video. This one in the red, played by Rami Malek. Hold on, let me get on here. Let's just push it back. That is played by Rami Malek. I don't know. That might be Jordan. I don't know. This is played that's by Joey Ellen back in That's tire. Ellen DeGeneres. Uh huh. This is Miles Teller. Okay. This is Billy Ray Cyrus. We're not going for age accurate. Uh-huh. And this one in the back is Polly D. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a motley crew <laughs> getting up to hijinks. Not wow, to the be older confused with the band look, Motley Crew. No. The older versions of them look nothing like. Wait, so who's the little Wahlberg? Which one's he in this? I think he was only in for like a hot second. 
Okay, because I'm not, I can't figure out who he is of the people I just talked about. You're talking <gasps> about Mark Ray Wahlberg? Cyrus? I don't know, whichever one it is. I don't think, Mark Wahlberg was like in it for like a hot <gasps> second and then left. No, but I think he's Billy Ray Cyrus. Is he? Doesn't that look like him? I I don't know. No, I don't know because he he was more of the like bad boy rapper. Okay. I don't think, he, I think he would have been really more, hard for me to wrap my I, head around. I know. And I think he would have looked more hard in the picture. So that might be his brother. Hold up. There's two Wahlbergs and there's two Knights. And then who's... Yeah. And then McIntyre. Danny Wood is one of the ones... And you can't tell me this man doesn't have an HGTV show. (laughs) This man flips homes in Vegas and Scottsdale. (laughs) Halle Berry dated him? Damn. So these guys were like it. They were the shit. Yeah. Well, welcome to Don't Blame Me, where we give you wonderful, <laughs> amazing, life-changing advice. And sometimes we get on tangents. And if you enjoy those tangents, you're really going to love the uh, rest of our content because we upload a lot. We post a lot. You can also follow us or, you know, join our Patreon, become a patron, and you can watch the video version of the podcast or you can hang out with us on live streams or both. Yeah. So we just went on this long tangent about boy bands, Music education. <laughs> Yeah, and you could listen to my vocal stylings, but only if you're subscribed to our Patreon and we'll put up a clip. You're going to want to hear it because these runs, <laughs> she's running through these streets and she's running through these notes. It's, I was hitting them and they were hitting me back. And as they should, this is this is a symbiotic relationship. <laughs> but yeah, so we're going to give you some advice. If it's your first time here, welcome. If you've been here before sup fucker (laughs) um i'm just too familiar that's my issue so uh we are going to listen to some voicemails we're going to read some of your messages letting us know the shit that's going on in your life that you desperately need our help for and you might be wondering how are we qualified to help you in your life is it because you are presidents you are uh diplomats you are therapists you are doctors you are surgeons you are i don't know what else? The, all of those things. I once played a surgeon back in my acting days in my Arkansas Kids for Health. I've told you about this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah when yeah, I was yeah. in the Arkansas Kids for Health and I played a surgeon in one of them. You know? I was versatile. I was a <laughs> potato. It was a lot of different things. I was a mad in scientist. The same video? It was different ones, but I was kind of okay. like through line to all of it. If it was. Yeah. If it was a variety show. If it was a variety show, I was the star. I was the Keenan, if you will. You were the blank and company. Uh-huh. Melissa and Co. Yeah. You know, I'm happy for you. I would love to see those one day. And I do love that, like, teaching children everywhere. You can be a potato and a surgeon. <laughs> Get you a girl who can do both. I hope somebody, like, ha- I'm sure if I went to, like, wherever that, probably Department of Education, they probably have them on yeah, they- file. They d- and they also probably didn't remake them. Yeah. Well, I haven't heard. Used to when I was in Arkansas, the children would come up to me all the time and be like, "Are you I the potato?" Huh? Or like, <laughs> "I saw potato? you in a video." Maybe I'll I'll dip back into my acting roots. D- do it after the strike. Hey, we're all we're all making changes in our lives. <laughs> yeah. It's inspiring a lot. <laughs> um. So, welcome back. And we are going to give you some advice. And oh, yeah, how we're qualified. What we lack in credentials, we make up for in 
opinions big o's the big fucking fattest o so um yeah if you want to call in or write in let's we'll deal with the call first you want to call in you can leave us a voicemail three one zero six nine four zero nine seven six. international listeners who want us to hear your voice you can send us an audio message and send that to meganpodcast at gmail.com for both of those they have to be under three minutes you have to be 18 or over, have your parents' permission, and we do ask that you let us know your age. If there's other people involved in the situation you're telling us about, let us know their ages. So about a relationship, how long you've been together. Give us the all the relevant information. And the best way to do that is to write it all down, read it a few times to yourself, read it out loud, practice, go, oh shit, I'm missing this, or to probably include this, or this, or this, or whatever. Record yourself, either on the voicemail or the voice memo, reading it out loud, and you'll crush it. It'll be amazing. But if you are not wanting to use the your voice, you can send us a DM or you can just send us an email to meganpodcast at gmail.com. Send the DMs to our Instagram. Everything will be linked in the show notes and keep those under 300 words and all the same things apply. Except you just have to write it. Don't have to speak it. Please keep it to 300 words or less. People are sending in full essays. We're not reading them. Somebody sent in one that was 1,200 words. No, thank you. Oh, my God. Please, like 1,200, 700. Y'all have to keep these 300 words or less. Thank you very much. We want to help. Yeah, but we also don't want to read an essay. I don't want to. I want to have nothing to do with an essay. All right. Shall we? I think we shall. Get into the first one. We've got mostly write-ins for this episode, so we'll volley back and forth. I love a volley. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I, 28, she, her, have been dating my boyfriend, 27, he, him, for over four years. We have talked about an engagement and are both really looking forward to this. My problem is with my sister-in-law, 30, she, her, my boyfriend's eldest sister. So late last year, my boyfriend and I got into a huge argument with his whole side of the family. For the past six months leading up to this huge argument, his eldest sister has been sending him text messages about me expressing her concerns about our relationship. From an outsider's perspective, I could understand how this may paint me in a bad light if a family member of my partner is expressing concerns. However, her concerns had to do with my boyfriend not spending enough time with her and not wanting to help her move. We already had a date scheduled. I sent a message to her asking her to please stop texting my boyfriend and trying to make him break up with me that I felt like I was being bullied. He sent her a text message as well telling her he was disappointed with her feeling like she could control him. After this, we hadn't talked to her for months. The big issue happened when she invited him out and he thought it was to mend their relationship. Instead, she accused me of being manipulative, controlling, and abusive to him. The rest of his family spoke out against this and disagreed with her. But she also said she would never approve of our relationship and would never attend our wedding. Eventually, she apologized both to me and my boyfriend. However, she never took back her promise of never attending the wedding and never apologized for calling me abusive. The apology was very transactional and no accountability was really taken. I accepted the apology for my boyfriend's sake. Now my boyfriend and I are newly engaged. I'm debating being a petty bitch and not inviting her to the wedding until she apologizes until she issues an apology for treating us so poorly or just quote unquote getting over it for the sake of his other family who I love deeply. I have no idea what to do. I'm going to shoot you straight. I do not think that her issuing a second apology, like with a, you know, metaphorical gun being held to her head is going to feel like a more sincere apology than the one you already got. No. And how long has it been since she did that apology? Because if you do it now, even yeah. if it was like a month ago, like it's too too far. Like it's too too much time has passed. Yeah, if things seem to be fine with y'all now and you're still holding on to resentment, then 
your pettiness isn't deserved. It's not earned. Yeah. And I also think that like, you know, you can have and very rightful have issues with her and you can like not want to have a relationship with her. But that's the only the only choice you can make is is that one. And then therefore the family would then make the choice to either maintain a relationship with their daughter slash sister or you. So like mm-hmm. you can't really like by marrying into this family that like they're still all on good terms with her. You have to like, you know, it's you just have to like deal with it. Like it's not it's not your family nor those boundaries that like you can then set for other people besides you. Yeah. And if you already accepted the apology for your boyfriend's sake, why would he be okay with you not inviting her to the wedding at that point? Like yeah. you're that's just gonna start an argument and a rift between you and your well fiance now. Mm-hmm. I also so, think like, that like, why would you even drudge that up? And also I think I don't disagree with you that like the apology might have felt fake or forced, but then you fake accepted the apology. So mm-hmm. like you also lost your footing there because then you're both being fake. So you can't get mad at someone. It's just I I understand like the frustration, the pettiness here. I would my toxic advice is to like, is there like an do you have anything going on in your friend group that like is pissing you off or with like your own family or your own things that are separate? Like this feels like specifically trying to exert control over this situation, which like you don't really have much here. So like maybe it's indicative indicative of like you need to switch something up in a friendship, like and you, you know, need to issue some control somewhere else or pick up a new hobby because you if you're going to start a relate like you're going to embark on a marriage and you love the rest of his family they i'm sure they love you they also love their daughter and you don't want to build resentment or animosity there because i don't think it's always right but people are are going to pick their their blood first and you might not feel supported or outnumbered once you join the family Mm-hmm. but you can stand up for yourself but like Melissa said this is a, I just don't think I think if something else happens then in the moment if you don't accept the apology and you're not cool with it and you will continue to stew on it or ruminate on this months after then don't accept the apology for your boyfriend because those feelings aren't going away like you're still having them so I would say just keep that in mind for next time but yeah when you marry someone I truly believe you marry their family and the relationship mm. that they have with their family. Like if someone doesn't have a relationship, like then that's fine. But like you're all, you then can't marry them and then think you're going to create a relationship with their family the same way that it's like you marry them and then think that their relationship with their family will change. I agree. But congratulations on the engagement. All right. Next. Hey, Megan and Melissa, long time listener. I've been a fan of the podcast since it started. I'm 22, I use she, her pronouns, and I need your advice on how to get over someone that you've never been with. So the story goes, I have been in love with a close family friend. I've realized it's been about 10 years. I realized this about two, three years ago. And like our families are super close. I've grown up by him, always fucking around. I can't get away from him, but I am in love with him. I have not been in any sort of a serious relationship, seriously dating anyone for the past like two or three years since I realized I've been in love with him for so long. And I've talked about it with even like my therapist and stuff. There's so much that like, it's not going to spend three minutes. So I'm just going to talk and give you guys the backstory. Again, he's 26. He, him, 
he's like best friends with my dad. He, it's always been a will they won't they relationship between us where when we were younger, everyone like pushed us kind of together and was like, oh, like you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna date him. You guys are going to be together and it's going to be great. And then as soon as it started to seem real, everybody kind of pulled back and was like, oh, no, that's not a good idea. And I think they kind of talked to him out of it because there's been like, like he's honest about his feelings when he's drinking, which is not great. But, you know, I'm also a little bit more honest with my feelings when drinking. And like there's been multiple nights where we end up falling asleep on the couch together after cuddling and making out for a little bit. I stopped us from going further because I didn't want to when we were drinking. In the morning, he made breakfast and stuff for me. And then about a year ago, one of those things happened and he chose someone else. And I just found out that he's planning on proposing to her. So he has repeatedly chosen someone over me. And I, I just can't get him out of my head and I need help. Anything you had, I, there's things I hate about him, but I just I melt when I see him. Please help me. Thanks. Bye. I hate both of your parents. So question, yes. he's friends with, he's not best friends with your dad. Did you mean like his dad is best friends with your dad? Maybe. How old is best. your dad? Maybe. Why is your maybe. dad best friends with the 26-year-old who he was or, saying, you need to marry my daughter? Or it's like, maybe his dad wasn't around and this is like a second dad situation which uh-uh. makes it even worse Most, i hate that idea i hate that i don't idea. know i don't know i don't know but my problem is that when like age gap now not that it's still an age gap but it's not that big a deal but you said since y'all were kids <laughs> so like so 10 and 14 when I don't right know 10 and 14 is. Is that right? it could be yeah it could have been yeah that's right 14 and 18 14 and 18 yeah i'm i'm mad at your parents in this situation that people would even joke about this because no this was not okay for them to joke about when you were children and unfortunately i don't know unfortunately or fortunately he doesn't want to be with you and i don't know i just have i have like god brothers and like family friends that i was always around and no one was ever like pushing us together it was more like that's like your sibling yeah as opposed to y'all are gonna end up together no i also don't know that like the thing i would tell you is like i don't know how much you can trust your feelings for him because Mm -hmm. like this was (sighs) this was kind of told of you so like there are certain things about like your childhood where we rely on other people we rely on adults storytelling of these things and they can become like truth in our mind and they they shape our worldview and all of those things and so if you've known him your whole life you know whether you had a crush on him when you were little or not and like that was like the first start of it the discussions of that and then like the family members and all of those things they're like that is making it something that's like adults are seeing this and this is destiny and it's not like a childhood crush and we're taking something that is like a childhood, potentially a childhood crush. And like, again, this is, I'm saying like, if on the off chance you were the one who had a crush before anyone else brought it up that like, A, I find that like vastly inappropriate, like for, and like a huge betrayal for like parents to discuss like who their kid has a crush on. Like, I just think that's like, so not okay. But then if you didn't even bring it up, then it's kind of like your whole childhood 
is going to be tied to him being there and like them talking about him. And so like all of these memories that you may have or ones that you might not actually have, but they tell you about them and those give you warm, fuzzy feelings. They're like, it's messing it all up. Like it's just messing with you in a way that like, I don't think that this is someone you truly have romantic feelings yeah. for because I don't think that, I don't think that you can and I don't think anyone could separate the reality from the storytelling and like the fiction and the adults telling you this so like I think even if he had feelings for you and you were I just don't think it would be a fair thing because he was also older and so like he can remember things more than you it's just not cool with me and I think he should be upset at your parents and his parents as well like I just don't think that there's an opportunity for either of you to be honest with your feelings here because a lot of your feelings are other people's feelings. Yeah, but then also when y'all got older, the adults pulled back. So they must have seen that they had messed up yeah. and what they were inflicting on both of you. And I guess they've tried to correct their ways, but like the damage has already been done. Like, but they don't, yeah. they don't want y'all to be together. They, they have to see, you said there's a lot of things about him that you hate. Like the feelings that you have are fake feelings. Yeah. It's a movie about your own life. Like this mm -hmm. is like, you were told about this in the same sense of like a happy little home movie, but you were starring in a child coming of age film told by people who you trusted and loved the most and like you got to live it and so that becomes like the you know celebrity fantasy as well where it's like you fall in love with or a character from a book like and it be, you build them up in your head and that's all imagination and you're playing pretend but this is like you have the adults in your life telling you about all of this yeah. and like you know i i had like a like one of my neighbors who like i was like very good friends with and there's also family friend growing up like he and i were like obsessed with each other and like we like we would hold hands and like we'd be all like sweet and cute but i remember uh, like some of that but like by the time we were in ellen we're the same age <laughs> like went to the same school and then as it naturally does you know we remained friendly but like we weren't like that past the age of like 5 and so when adults are pushing that on you from such an early age, when the age difference is so huge, that becomes like, this guy also feels like he's corroborating it. He feels like a reliable narrator there too, not just two kids who don't remember any of it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think like hanging out and making out with him and like, you know, him bringing breakfast and all of that stuff, like that really fucking sucks. Um, I don't know how honest your parents have been with you about why they regret this. But I think like you, like Melissa said, like you acknowledge there are things about him that you hate. And I don't know if that's something that you've self-identified or the things that you hate are that he's choosing other people over you. But like, I would talk to your family and be like, I'm like spun out over this. And like, I've been spun out over this for like a long time. And like, can I know what changed for you? And like, why, like what, why you did what you did? And like, and instead of feeling like, oh, you know, they're just trying to keep us apart. Like, but not in like a... <laughs> a villain sense like it's it's this in a sense of like like Melissa said like you're they probably realize they fucked up and then explaining to you why they fucked up and how like we didn't give you your own agency or like the, your own experience to fall for this person or whatever and also the age gap is like not cool and it's not okay so I think that like you need to be honest with your family because if this is a family friend and this is why you see him a lot because of families you need to create distance and space because you don't need to be there when he brings 
his new fiance around and introduces and like does all of that kind of stuff. And like, I would really hope that the adults in your life that, that they would be like, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna keep this separate because this is not, we've inflicted enough on this and like, we don't need to cause any additional damage. And I would not talk to him. I wouldn't hang out with him. I would unfollow him. I would mute him from everything because I think like, not only have you never gotten the chance to get over him, you've also like never had the opportunity to actually fall in love with him or like him. Like this has just been a thing. It's just been a fact. Mm -hmm. Like this has just been something that like you didn't really get a choice in any of this, even if you feel like you did. And so like you need that separation there because again, like I don't even think it's about needing to like stop having feelings for him. I think it's having to realize like, oh, I don't, I never even made the, (laughs) the conscious choice to have feelings for him. This has been heavily yeah. influenced. And I'm just curious, what did your therapist say about this? Because you said you talked to them about this already. So what what was their advice? And what about their advice made you? And I, this, is, this is just something I'm curious about to everyone that does this, that they talk to their therapist first and then comes to us for advice. What's the difference here? <laughs> like, what, what do you think that we're going to tell you that your therapist hasn't already told you? Yeah, we say all of this with, love too yeah but i think you'll be a lot happier and have a lot more self-discovery and realize and grow a lot more as a person once this is not taking up so much brain power because you're also keeping yourself from growing and like changing and And, getting older like it's you're attached to childhood yeah and finding someone else too yeah and being who you are as an adult like not like this idea that you had of you and of someone else at a certain, like, it's just so insular. Like, the world is so much bigger than all of this. And I think once this is in the past, you're going to realize that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we're going to take a break. And when we get back, we'll get into the rest. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. 
Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like, you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is, it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like wait this I like all of them. This is hard. And I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like, okay, so these are like my top ones. I'm assuming they will be yours. So don't pick the same one as me. So then we can swap afterwards. And that's what we did. So we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley. And we also received the return of Ellie Black by Yumiko Jean. The ministry of time is like, people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books, it's, quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective 
Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes ever since Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com and you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. And we are back from the break and it's time to get into the rest. All right, here we go. My boyfriend, 22, he, him, and I, 21, she, her, have been together for four and a half years. In the beginning of our relationship, we had sex very often. Now that I'm older and on multiple medications for my ADHD and depression, I have absolutely no sex drive. My boyfriend, on the other hand, has a very high sex drive. Since I only view sex as a way of getting pleasure and not showing love, I don't feel like I need to have sex the way he does. I get everything I need just from being together. He definitely shows love and affection in so many other ways, but sex is just another way for him. He never pressures me into having sex, but when I don't do it, I feel like I'm letting him down because I know he wants that intimate connection. Our sex is always great, but I am never in the mood due to low sex drive. How do I go about not feeling guilty and like I am letting him down Whenever he asks and I say no, I have told him I don't mind if he masturbates to get off, but that doesn't give him the intimacy part that he enjoys. We've also spoken about opening our relationship, but he is totally against that. I am just stuck in feeling like I am not giving him enough. Any advice on how I should go about this is greatly appreciated. I love you both in the podcast so much. I think that there's other ways to be intimate without having sex like do you still enjoy being with him up into the point of like penetration are there other things that you can do or you want to do that you feel like can make y'all closer or give him the intimacy that he wants and then he can finish himself after and then that way like you're still with him and you say you do enjoy being with him then maybe try that out but like I think you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself when he isn't, um, which I know that's a, we all like get in our heads too much, but like he doesn't seem to care that much that y'all don't have sex that much. And like he enjoys being with you when you are together, but that doesn't mean that you have to have sex to be together. So I would just like continue. You'd had the conversation about opening the relationship and he's not into that at all just be open and honest. Like, have you told him directly, like how this makes you feel like you aren't giving him enough to be intimate? And like, have you had that direct conversation? Because if not, that's something that you should have. And if you have had it, how, what was his reaction to that? Because if it was just like, like, I'm fine, like, yes, I would like to be with you more, but I'm fine. Then at that point, it's just a like, you have to figure out how you don't feel guilty about it then. Yeah, I agree with all that. That's exactly what I was going to say, because I think it really all depends on what his reaction to this is. Like, does he feel like you're letting him down? Because 
we can put a lot of that on ourselves. But also, yes, like, is he doing some verbal or nonverbal cues that like, he's saying that he's not upset, but like, he's moping? Because that is like, that is something like, okay, so like, if you are not upset, then I need you to then not act upset. Like, you can't tell me you're not upset, because that does make me feel guilty, even though you're saying the right things. You're not following that through with your actions. And he's allowed to be disappointed, but he has to keep that to himself because he's allowed to have mismatched sex drive be a deal breaker, just as you are allowed to have mixed match sex drive be a deal breaker. But if it's not a deal breaker for either of you, then there cannot be guilt there. And whether that's coming from him, I would like really unpack because, you know, he he can he's allowed to feel some type of way about it but he's not he can't express like you you he knows you've mismatched sex drive he agreed to a relationship with that he's cool with that and like he can change that at a certain point but like the changing of that is leaving the relationship not guilting your partner into having sex mm-hmm. so i think that i would unpack and like really like focus on like where is it coming from like where is this guilt feeling and i think there's like a i don't disagree that there's a likelihood that it's coming just from you and if it's coming from just from you, what could he say or do that would make you not feel guilty? So figure out what that is. Like, what do you, what is the response that you could get, even if he's doing everything right? Like, what could that respond? And if there is no response there, then that is just, that's something for you to work through on your own. That it's like, why do I feel like, you know, myself, like what I bring to this relationship and closeness is like so dependent on sex. Like, why do I feel like, I need to sacrifice something that I'm not comfortable with for the benefit of my partner when I'm assuming you wouldn't want your partner to do the same for you. Like, why do you hold yourself to a different standard than you hold the person that you're in love with? So I would address all of that. And I think like Melissa said, like something where it's like still being intimate, like like even just like sending nudes. When you're someone maybe sending a nude, like you can be very much in the mood, but like Melissa, like, or sending like a dirty text. Like, I don't think, I think dirty texts are far more you have to be a little more creative and it's sexually like I've like been with fucking like friends were all sitting out at dinner and it's like what are you doing it's like you would look over at a phone and someone's like sending the most like filthy nasty text messages then be like closing the phone and being like okay so what I was saying before and like it's not sexual like you can have it be very sexual but other times like it's not and it's fun but so something like that where it's that or sending nudes things that are giving intimacy in like a sexual manner that does not involve physical intimacy for you but then I would, yeah, like most said, like I would also think about other ways that you can be intimate and have that kind of closeness that is not sex and things that you're looking forward to. And I would also ask yourself, like, are you comfortable with your sex drive right now? And like, if you take away him from the situation, like let's say you were single or you were in a different relationship with someone you didn't feel like you've built this life with and you really owe a lot to and you care for how would you feel about your sex drive? Like, would it be like totally chill and like you'd be fine with it? Or is it something that like you're unhappy with? Like what what's what's the driving force behind that? Because, you know, sex drives ebb and flow and medication can affect it. Hormones can affect it. Like life can affect it, just circumstance. So I think like there's such a, a concept and idea that we're supposed to be these like all the time constant sex beings and we should be so honored and flattered that people, when one have sex, like that we have to do all of that. And so there can be an expectation. If you look back on your other relationships, I don't know if you've had sex with other people, like how much of this has felt like you've been doing this for other people 
And that guilt there might not just be this relationship, but like society expectation and like expectations you felt in other relationships or even just like, you know, hearing other people talk about sex with their partners or whatever that is. And so like a lot of that guilt there can just be coming from the world and your past. And that can be helpful to recognize because we don't necessarily always realize how much those things affect us and our relationships. And we try and look to our relationship to fix that and realizing that it didn't come from our relationship. So I think if you can pinpoint, and you might not know exactly, but pinpoint the potential spots that this is coming from and working on it from all angles and then trusting your partner. The same way you want your partner to trust you, if they say that like it's all good and fine, if they're not doing anything and they couldn't change any way that they say it or any way that they behave afterwards other than like not asking you like to hook up, and then I think that you need to trust them the same way you want them to trust you. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want them coming on to you, like you can also say like if you want the ball to be in your court for like when you are in the mood, like you can also say that. So agree. I was recently with a group of friends and like half the people there were either like we were talking about like sex drives and stuff and half the people there were like super horny, like let's fuck multiple times a day. And then the other half is like, "Mm, I'm good. And like most of them were married and like their partners were like accepting of that it wasn't like a Mm -hmm. thing where it was like a a deal breaker so just trust your partner trust what they say yeah all right next one hell yeah so okay i came to vent because it feels like talking to a friend and i know y'all get this so i have a baby shower tonight for my boss whom i've literally had all of three four conversations with and seen her maybe like 10 times because she's been working from home a lot on account of being very pregnant. I feel obligated to go for obvious reasons, but that's not the only off-putting part. There's going to be drinking involved, which feels weird for a baby shower in general, let alone a work function. I don't drink because I'm on mood stabilizers and they do not play nice with alcohol. I don't owe them an explanation in any way, but at the same time, I already feel peer pressured into going. And now I feel peer pressured to drink because of conversations between coworkers all day today. I've only been at this job for three months and I wanted to have a hard boundary of my coworkers are not my friends, but now I feel like a bitch if I don't participate. I hate this. What would y'all do? I would make up an excuse. I would not go and I would get a cute baby gift. Yeah, get a gift. Either like just I wouldn't even make an ex- up an excuse. I just wouldn't go and just say I'm not going or go and go. And if you go, if you want to go, you don't want to go. But if you were to go, just don't drink. She's not going to be drinking. Hopefully <laughs> the person, the baby if she's drinking, for. leave. If she's Unless drinking, she's leave. not the one that's carrying the child, but like, I mean, I think the vibe, if like the person throwing the baby shower, I don't know. I don't care if you're carrying the baby. I don't care any of that. I need, I need at least one person there who is not drinking. Yeah. So like everybody will not be drinking at this thing. If you don't want to drink, don't drink. It might just be like people talking about like, oh, it's been a long week. I can't wait to blow off some steam at the baby shower and just saying things when they're actually not going to get like wasted. Like who's going to get wasted at a baby shower? If they, I, I would That's go. That's so embarrassing. I would go. It, w- it would be embarrassing, but I would go for the pure point of view of Spectator. seeing how people handle themselves. Because then that's going to set you up for the holiday parties coming. Whew. Which is, Good point. you know, yeah. So like I would go just to like chill. You can hang with your boss or just hang with their, again, you won't be the only one not drinking. Like I'm guessing it's, 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 it is odd to me that they're having like, like coworkers at 
Yep. Their the baby whole shower. Thing's fucking weird to me. Because I, if most of the things that I've gone to or I've been invited to, like you'll have like a baby shower for the person separately. That's like a work thing. That's like on lunch break. And then everybody has like their family one that does not have coworkers there unless they're their actual friends. Me personally, you asked what I would do. I would go not drink, get some um, meatballs. I don't know. I don't know who's at this baby shower, but at a black baby shower, we're having meatballs and then little Ooh, smoky meatballs? weenies. Yeah. Oh, and those little smoky weenies. And then Stop. also. And that fucking crock pot and it's sticky. Yes. Mm-hmm. Bitch, I, 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 that is my shit. And then also the drink of choice is usually like sherbet with some like sprite or ginger ale poured into it and then gets I'm so sorry. Do you have anyone top. do you have any black friends who are currently <sighs> pregnant and can I attend their baby shower? You do you know how much I love sh- I, I can't do. eat sherbet, but do you know how much I love sherbet and a ginger ale? It's so good. Shut the fuck up. This There's is, an alternative that we could have. I'll get this pregnant. This is the best okay. meal I've heard of. <laughs> yeah. But go enjoy the food, watch people from afar. Yeah. Mingle. Play don't some drink. dirty diaper games. Like that's the part that I think is like a little too like because I would you would I would assume, depending on who's throwing the baby shower, that like the events and the content of it would change based on your coworkers of being like, guess how big I'm some the baby's head's gonna be coming out in the hole. Like it's just that's no, not but it'll be like how long of a string does it take to tie around her stomach or like yeah but then you have to think about like is this gonna affect my career or like the game where there's like marbles or some shit in the bucket and you guess how many there's usually prizes last baby shower i was at i got a big uh target gift card it was like 50 dollars on it so i only got i got invited to one baby shower my sister-in-law's baby shower it was when i was gone and i was like damn it's the only one i've ever been invited to and i can't even go so there you have it go have a good time watch from afar that's what melissa would do megan would make up an excuse not go and get a present well it just depends on how much you like your coworkers. like if you're gonna like vibe in the corner alone that's more melissa's like she enjoy i'm watching people unless i have someone who i can make eye contact with and know we're in this together and we're like both laughing like that's not it's not as fun for me if i'm just doing this alone and i have to retell the story so yeah but i also think that like I you don't have to tell them why you don't drink. You just say, like, oh, I, I I don't drink. It's gonna be in right like who has the baby shower like late? It's gonna be in the middle of the day, right? I know. I've, yeah, maybe people are just talking a big game about drinking. We're probably right because like that just feels like is everyone Ubering at like eleven thirty a.m. and like are you just crushing mimosas with like deviled eggs? Right. Oh, deviled eggs. I know. That's all it needed when you said that sherbet and those fucking little sausage mm-hmm. things. All I need there is some deviled You're right. eggs. I meant, I meant, I left out the deviled eggs. The deviled eggs deviled are eggs definitely will be there, too? there too. Fuck yeah. shit. Whew. I'm just gonna start tro- like who's who's having a baby shower? <laughs> <laughs> Invite me. Do you think it's a southern thing or here too? It might be a southern thing because well, the one baby shower I went to the last time they were from the south. So yeah, I'm happy to add people to my circle who are from the south because probably can cook mm-hmm. and. You've moved to Los Angeles, which says a lot about your political opinions. Right. And you might call me honey and baby. And if you're a woman saying this, that's very comforting to me because I have mommy issues. If you're a man, stop. <laughs> stop. So I love that. Fuck it. That's literally what I want to eat now. And that's not what I me have too, to lunch. Now that I'm thinking Fuck. of it. Can we throw ourselves on? <laughs> yeah, we can have a no baby shower. Yeah. 
Sponsored by Julie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anyways, um, congrats to your boss. Don't make that joke to her. Okay. Is that it? Yeah. Well, we're going to take one more break. But when we come back, we'll have Don't Blame Them. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist-approved, so fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head-on. Hi, welcome back. It's time for Don't Blame Them. And if you are unsure what that is, 
Don't you worry. I'm about to tell you. Don't Blame Them is where a listener will call in or write in with their advice pertaining to a call that we have aired on a previous episode or a write-in from a previous episode. So maybe they have personal experience. Maybe they are the boss who threw a boozy baby shower and their coworkers invited and they could say, hey, you should go or you shouldn't go. So, yeah. This is a response to suppressing romantic feelings. I want to back up what Megan said about dating someone who is a friend first. Try to imagine this is your last and best relationship and ask yourself if you're ready for that. If you think you are and this person being your long-term person is okay with you, take the risk. I'm saying this is someone who is marrying my high school best friend in 11 days. Oh, he Aww. loved me then. I loved him as a friend, but I knew there was more to him and that I could have never had a life without him in it. I was not done with my dating fixer uppers. I can't fix phase. So I made that clear then. I didn't want to ruin the friendship. Fast forward six years and he was still around in my friend group and I was ready to hang up my hoe hat. <laughs> we took the jump, <laughs> hit it for a year, thinking if it didn't work out, we could just cut ties and not make it weird for everyone. But here we are. I'm about to bury my best friend and taking that risk was the best decision I ever made. Shut the fuck up. That's so cute. That's so cute. I love that. I think that's very good advice too. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, being transparent and forward with your feelings. And I love the term hanging up your hoe hat. You know, a hoe hat is a cowboy hat. Like it just is. Oh yeah. It's got That's tassels. what I picture. I actually picture I actually picture like when it was being hung up like in a barn on like yes. a rack, you know? No, like it's just like that is just it's a hoe down. It's, yeah. It's a hoe hat. Mm -hmm. And you hang up for that hoe era. Yeah. Hoe down, throw down. That's when you're in the thick Incredible. of Incredible. <laughs> Incredible. Well, I love that. Congratulations. And I don't know by the time this is out or when you are hearing us say this, I don't know how many days closer you are to your wedding or if it has happened or you're already married today's the day. But congratulations. And it's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. It's really sweet. Yeah. And I think that'll help other people too that are wondering. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for this episode fantastic we hope you all enjoyed if you did you can leave us a review on the podcast app you can also leave us a review on spotify and join our patreon watch the video version and again join our live streams there too they're very fun we do them twice a month we literally just hang out we vibe we talk shit we're also going to start doing newsletters too which we did in the very very beginning many years ago but i'll have one up i'll talk about I'll give like a tease next week about Beyonce, but I'll tell the full story. Who knows how much information I'll have, but I'll share my likings of the month and put it in a post. So we're looking forward to that. And we also have a lot of other shows that we do. So this is our Monday show, unless you're listening to this not on Monday, which you might not know these come out on Monday. Then we have Tuesday, see you next Tuesday, where you get to know us better. We chit, we chat, we hang, we talk, we, we give and we gab. And then we also will take a break Wednesday so you can you can have you can have a down day. You can chill. That's when you can listen to other podcasts. That's the yeah, only but only day. ones we approve of. Yeah. <laughs> like not ones with bad vibes. And also, if you want to ask us about someone's vibe, it's a great way to do that. The Patreon. <laughs> um, and uh, then Thursday we have. But am I wrong? We like to call that ethical shit talking where we talk about how we're never wrong we talk about things in our lives your lives if you were wrong in the situation and we also talk about pop culture and current events and then finally we have this Friday. Friday, 
where we read the results because plot twist uh, on But Am I Wrong, we offer an opportunity. We command, we demand you to head on over to our Instagram and you can vote and who you think was wrong. And then Friday, we read the results from the previous week as well as people's commentary on all the situations and things discussed. It's a good time. If you hate Joe Jonas, it's a good place for you. It's a safe space. And I am going to use my vocal talents right now to read off some of the people that are in our Patreon. Take it away. Here's some people that are new this month. And if I already read this, apologies. Uh, if I already said your name, you got a double win. I'm just going to read everybody that's new. Reagan, Cassie, Cecilia, Dana, Sophie, Josh, Sasha, Fiona, and Mackenzie. Thank you. Thank you. Amazing. I love the name Fiona. All of you have great names, but that one stuck out to me. Fiona Apple. Well, I think of Fiona from a... I know. From that book. From that book that I love that changed the course of my life forever. And it's a huge part of my personality. There are certain things that shape me. I love New York. That content about a green ochre. The book about the children digging holes. Call holes. Called holes. <laughs> and um, <laughs> Brandy wearing a tiara. Mm -hmm. Based on Rogers and Hammerstein's play. That's what you're talking about? Yes, but based on the book from the brothers. Graham? Green brothers. I think it's Graham. <laughs> it's from John Green. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else, but that's really it. Oh, and Princess Diana shaped me. The book series, The Cheetah Girls, as well as the book series of The Princess Diaries. And that's not even a workaround. Like, it, that is, I'm talking about the books. Uh-huh. There's a common denominator in some of those things. So yeah. that also means that Whitney Houston shaped your childhood. First, without it, when I got older and I realized that, like, the through line of so much of this is Whitney Houston, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> like, okay. And then when, when, when I, when I, when I heard her sing for the first time, I was, I was, a, I was a changed child. My eyes glued, just like coming out of her mouth. Oh, was a lot of times when I get in the car, I'll just say, smart assistant, play music by Whitney Houston. Top down. Mm -hmm. That's unstoppable. Like, that's actually like an unstoppable, unmatchable vibe. I would probably crash my car. It's like, that's one of those ones that it's like those memes of like driving off of a cliff. Like, I would lose myself in it. It's incredible. Now I want to do it. Well, I'll open the sunroof of my Honda. Is it a Honda that I have? Yes, you do. Okay. Or you could get in my car and we could just cruise down the PCH. And that's the only thing we're doing. Like, we're not actually going anywhere. We're just putting on that's Whitney's the greatest hits. Yeah. Half the P that's why there's traffic on the PCH. No one's going anywhere. We're all just right. in our fields with the latest album we want to listen to. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, we hope y'all enjoyed. I hope you like loved us and like you're like, wow, these they're like so fucking likable and like wonderful, sweet, and amazing. And to that, I say, how crazy is it that you're right and we are and you have good taste? <laughs> Unless you like, made it to don't the, like. this far when we're just babbling at the end. So yeah. clearly. Well, thank you all. Goodbye. Goodbye. Don't Blame Me is a production by me, Megan Rinks. And me, Melissa D. Montz, plus Diamond Imprint Productions.
Post-production sound and editing by Coco Lorenz. Production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. And music by Giacomo Picasso and Ryan Hunter.